What's up everyone? This is Jeremy John, one half of the Sports Reality Team. Just wanted to remind you that you can now listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. On any of those platforms, just search the Sports Reality. Hit the subscribe button and now you'll be up to date on all of our content. Thank you for tuning into this episode and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 18th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew White. Matthew, how is everything going with you? Hey, man, Jeremy. Everything's going pretty well. How's how's everything with you? Uh, It's going well, man. Going well, man. How was the weekend? Uh, This weekend was actually, like, super good. Um, One of my friends had a, like, what is it a coconut and sugar cane like kind of juiced setup at the cambodian festival mm-hmm. and i went over there i got to you know help out with that a little bit shave some sugar cane and cracked open some coconuts that was like super fun do you like coconut water uh it's ridiculous and it's like good for you right very good a lot of electrolytes yeah, yes nice. it is sugar cane though had it for the first time this weekend no ridiculous. first time ever never have had it before and now you know why everyone just yeah. like why sugar has just changed the game in this world. It's so good, like it's ridiculous. Like you it's know, so why- much work to get it though. Golly, <laughs> like when we Chris was out, me and Chris were out there shaving sugar cane. He was doing it for like five or six hours, <laughs> and the amount of sugar cane that you get, or the amount of like juice you get from like a sugar cane, is like nothing, like nothing. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, I was out there doing slave labor. It's so disrespectful for yeah. you to say something like that. Oh no, nah, look, we was out there working hard, cracking, cracking coconuts. Like we had like a hammer and like a little like coconut thing to do it. That was pretty easy. The shaving the sugar cane though, that was man, that was a lot. It was good though. Hey, it's for the homies. Yeah. Um man man oh man uh what did i do this weekend trying to remember oh um on sunday i um went to go see acro airs perform shout out to my brother and the acro airs team at washington adventist university um yeah, I went to go see them. They see them perform for their home show. But other than that, man, nothing really. It was nice weather, so I think I just enjoyed the outdoor weather on Saturday. Since Sunday, Sunday rainy, yeah. yep, Sunday was raining all day, and since Sunday, it has been pretty, pretty, pretty bad around here. It is April the uh, what is the date? Eighteenth, and um, haven't Those... really got enough spring yet. Oh no, definitely need way more spring. So, so yes. Um, well, we have a lot to get into in today's show. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Someone did bring it to my attention that we were supposed to talk about it last week and we never got to it. So make sure we get into it today. Also, there's some NFL news that has gotten me very upset. We will get into that. 
And of course, our champ and chump of the week, our not sports segment, and our Reddit topic. Got a decent Reddit topic this week, too. Have a good one, too, um, that we'll get into. Um, before we continue, just want to remind everyone that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Just uh, go on any of those three platforms, search the Sports Reality Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe. You'll be up to date on our content. Also, want to give some quick shout outs real quick. I've been listening to this uh, podcast called Fourth and Thirteen. Uh, some some guys from uh, New York. And, Gotta and, be Giants fans. No, I think I think they're actually Jets fans. Oh, okay, no, that makes way more sense actually. I think they're because they always talk about the Jets. Hey, that's a yeah. good name. That's a really good name. They have a they have a good um good good podcast. It's it's sports, pop culture, um black t- black Twitter all in one. Um they also uh they, they do talk about porn. Um they actually made a when March Madness came a um oh <laughs> they, they actually created bracket. that bracket. Hey, no, they were the ones who created that one. Um now I didn't really know anyone on there really. Jamie um, Lyon. This is not the truth, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't know. Like, I think I knew like three or four of them, and just because they're in pop culture, like you, you kind of know them. But other than that, I ain't know the rest. But they created it, and then people uh, jacked it and stole it. Um, but yeah, they're a good, good podcast um, to uh, listen to. Very entertaining. You know me and and people from New York. If you're not really family from New York, I mean, New York people kind of annoy me. But uh, they were they were they 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 seem like really cool people, um, so yeah. So shout out to them. Uh, also shout out to uh, other side of sports, uh, BOK Sports Nine Eighty, um, as they continue doing their work. Uh, working title podcast always gives support. Uh, hand down, man down always gives support. Uh, sports Talk Tasha, curls and sports. Um, there's someone who followed us this week that. I listen to this stuff. I'm trying to find it now on Instagram. Ugh. Maybe I'll find that one at the end. But um, we also have a, a listener who asked us a question, and it's a basketball-related question. Uh, Jakaro Dodd, who actually is married to a, a childhood friend of mine. So, um, yeah, Jakaro had a question about his, or I don't know if it's his New York Knicks, but he about the New York Knicks. So we'll get into that during our NBA segment. So shout out to all of you out there. If you want a shout out on this show, all you got to do is ask for one. All you got to do is chime in on our Instagram page, which is the sports reality um, or our Twitter page, sports underscore reality underscore. Um, chime in, tweet, leave a comment. And we'll give you a shout out on our next episode. All right, let's get right into it. Talk about the NBA playoffs. This is the first Ooh. time we're ever starting a podcast Talk with about the NBA. NBA, but because the NBA needs to be discussed, and we need to actually have enough time to delve into all of this. So um, it's great to actually have this number one in our rundown. Before we even get to it, it is what, four days in? Uh, started Saturday. Yep, four days in. Um, 
happy with the or happy with the type of play during this podcast uh, during this playoffs. Um. Yes, I think the games have been very good so far, and it's given you like what you want. Like you want some upsets and you want some close games, and it's been that. There's already been an overtime game. Already been some. Nah, yeah, it's been good. It's definitely been a good playoff so far, and it's very early. You know, a couple days in. I would say so far in these four days, I'm also very uh, satisfied with the caliber of play. Uh, like you said, there's been close games. There's been a game that went to overtime. Um, we've had uh, large leads, but then um, the deficit narrowed down. Some big, uh, some big games too. Uh huh. We we the one blowout that we've seen so far on Sunday. We will get into that. It actually has a lot of material to talk about the Pacers and Cavaliers game. Now we're going to get into that coming up soon, but yeah, it's been good so far. Four days in, um, I would say the caliber of play, like I said, was pretty good. Um, it's been interesting. It's been must watch. And I, I must say this NBA regular season might have been the best regular season in the last five years. It's it was a very good regular season, especially after All Star break. Yes, um, and I feel like everyone, like if you're not a true basketball fan, you're just coming in with this notion that oh, the regular season is boring. Which I'm not gonna lie, last year and the year before, but like the last three years actually, the regular season has been boring because you kind of just. I don't know if it's the Warriors' fault. Well, it's indirectly, their indirectly their fault because uh, I mean these teams got to also show up to go up. No, everybody else see the look. Everybody got better this year, but the last two years it was just the Warriors whipping up on people, and it was True. terrible. True. And this season, like you said, teams got better. They figured um, out how to like defend that style of play, and the Warriors were hurt also a lot this year. That helped the rest um, of the league. Yes, it definitely did. But also um, teams that were young, starting to mature. Mm-hmm. Got a little like, bit older. Uh, like um, 76ers. 76ers, the, the Timberwolves, the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of good. Dra- it's a very strong draft class. <sighs> Yo, Extremely strong draft class. 2017. I mean, is it the best since 03? Well, what year did James Harden come out? Or no, best since 03. No, James, the whatever year James Harden uh and like Blake got drafted, Tyreek Evans. Okay, so I, that one was pretty good. That was a strong draft class, but other than that, like that and 03, I think are pro 03 is when Braun came out, right? Yes. Braun, yeah. Mello, Wade, Bosch, Darko. Like, other than that year, those two years, yeah. This is probably one of the strongest draft classes in recent memory so yeah so that's 15 years and to say that they're in the top three or even top two i mean that's a good thing that's a great thing it's great for the league like you need drafts like that where everybody and honestly next year's draft or in paper looks like it could be the same thing again like the top of the draft is stacked and it's just good players coming into the league so some like good upperclassmen and good young freshmen 
could be another good draft, and that would like benefit the league a lot. Yeah. So yeah, and I think this, uh, like I said, the excitement of the regular season, um, also you know, moved over into the playoffs so far. And let's go through these uh, series. Um, and starting in the East, the Boston Celtics are up two zero against the minute i'm sorry milwaukee Ooh. bucks are you surprised that they're up to zero uh very surprised <laughs> extremely surprised i did not think that uh, i thought maybe the i thought the bucks would have split i thought they would have got one at least yeah i agree with you also i thought it was going to be a one one split um Giannis played really well uh game one had 36 points um Chris Milton had 31 points had a crazy uh-huh. had a uh, game tire good buzzer yeah game tire to send the the game to overtime uh he was like how many he was like 35 feet away from the basket on the sideline <laughs> and hit that shot um but someone for the well not someone I mean the Celtics Look, the best you, coach in the NBA, dog. Yeah, not only that, uh, his team is pretty good. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they don't have their two best players on the fl- on on the floor. Their two um, best players are watching the games with us. Yes, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier are balling. Terry mm-hmm. Rozier has improved every year he's been in the league. Um, he is giving it to Eric Bledsoe. Look, dog, Eric Bledsoe, he's, he, he's been catching some big losses recently and just at the hands of Rozier. He, I don't, he, he hasn't turned the ball over one time yet. Like, that is a... Eric Bledsoe got to do something to make him uncomfortable. Like, he is way, way too comfortable playing against them. Like, he's just... It's almost not fair. Yeah, so um, Rozier playing phenomenal. Uh, Bledsoe was asked about Rozier, and he kind of <laughs> said, "I don't, I don't even know who that is." And uh, this was right after Game One, you or or in between Game One, Game Two. And uh, last night, Rozier uh, pretty much gave it to him again. And Eric Bledsoe really has been playing well. Um, I mean, Eric, this is the thing. Like when he got traded to the Bucks. It was seen as a good move because you're gonna have Giannis and Parker and Middleton, so Bledsoe uh-huh. could be that you know third or Push fourth option. Up. Yeah, well, Bledsoe's not what. Do you think that's what they need? Because Blood, would you say he's a good shooter? No, I wouldn't say that's what they needed. I just think it was a plus over who they had. And yes, I, I, it might have been a move to the side though, because like. He obviously doesn't play defense that well. He's super athletic. He's good on the offensive end, especially with like who's around him. But Brog Brogdon plays defense. You know yes. what I'm saying? How many scores do you need on the court at the same time if you already have Parker, Giannis, and Middleton? So yeah, so it was a. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely said it was a good trade. I mean, right now, I mean, it's. It's inconclusive right now. It could just be him getting cooked. Like Terry Rozier. It could be Terry Rozier's fault. Perfect. Like he just might be playing too well right now. You you can be you're probably probably right about that one. <laughs> he's, been, he's been balling like ever ever since Kyrie went down, right? 
Yes, yes. Um, he has. They and they've had a good record since he's been since Kyrie's been ruled officially out. Uh, moving on to another series that is two zero in the East. The Raptors are up two zero on the Wizards. Did not um, see this coming. Definitely didn't see two zero in favor of the Raptors coming. I honestly thought the Wizards might have split one. And knowing the history between the Wizards and the Raptors, I wasn't going to be surprised if the Wizards were going to be up 2-0. And on Saturday, Game 1, both teams, I mean, that was a very good game, Game 1. Both teams played well. One of the problems, of course, with the Wizards is bench play and rebounding. You know, That's always going to be a problem with the Wizards, especially the bench play. Yeah, has Serge Ibaka took over that game, just got every board, got a lot of offensive rebounds to reignite the offense. They got a lot of second chance points. So Raptors end up winning that game. Last night, let me tell you something about last night's game. Um, I turned off the game before the first quarter even ended. Oh, look, where I was, I was at a bar near Dulles and Uh like turned every tv off in the third quarter i think put the what is it put the caps game on like that was the wizards were done okay the wizards game started at seven o'clock our time mm-hmm. the caps game started at seven thirty. oh yeah i had already turned in i had saw the puck drop for the you caps see, you saw enough already you already knew it was gonna happen yeah i mean raptors score 44 points in the first quarter at the end of the half, they had 76 points. Now, I will give it to the Wizards. Oh, they came back. Third quarter, they came back and was only down by 10 points. And they got the lead. They got the deficit down to five points with about like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. But then it was just too much. Your problem is you cannot go down by that many points. And you try to fight to come back. Exactly. Like, and you I think you got to fight the whole rest of the game. And they're not, they're, they don't have the team set up for that. And I think with um, and I think with with just trying to come back, John Wall had a good game. Twenty nine points, nine assists, four rebounds. I mean, he did his thing. Bradley no, Beal, he oh no, nah, he didn't show up. And typically, he is the one that shows up. And look, he's probably Bradley Beal at this point of the NBA season should be as like gassed as he's ever been in his life like he played the whole season and he played the whole season like being the number one option and getting defended like the number one option and fouled like the number one option so like i i understand why bradley bill is like you know he's he's struggling a little bit he should be pretty tired like he should never have felt this tired before in his life yeah i mean it's it is understandable, like no, like I understand said, it, is. but it I hate that it like the wizards are pulling the classic wizards move again that always happens. Like just and, underperforming. And Bradley Beal, his um points per game in the playoffs jump exponentially every year. I remember that one series against the um it was the Hawks. It was the Hawks last year, right? 2015. Or the one in 2015. Oh, he was just getting him out of the way. He had like he averaged 30 points. Yeah. 
And that's that when you could me. see like he he needs to shoot the ball a lot more than he does. So um yeah, the the Wizards they just been out playing well. But let's talk about the Raptors. I mean, cuz we'll give them a disservice if we not even Ooh. talk about the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors uh, are playing very well. They have a good De- team. DeMar DeRozan. Hey. Career year. Yes. DeMar DeRozan, what do you have like how many did he have last night? Last night. Hey, it was something stupid like 36 maybe. Uh or something like something like that. 37 points, I think. So he had a very strong game. And that mid range game can't can't be stopped right now. Mm-mm. And he actually hit some outside shots. He's the um, metric he's the metric breaker. And in the first half, the Raptors hit, I think it was 12 threes in the first half. Yeah. They were on fire. One one positive note about the Wizards, we, we mentioned John Wall, but Ty Lawson, first game as a Wizard, he played well, came off the bench, played well because John Wall got two quick fouls, and then even later in the game was part of that comeback. Um, maybe, it, you know, Ty Lawson could be that that spark off the bench to go with Kelly Oubre. Um, I think uh, with him being also in basketball shape, because he literally just ended his season in China, I think um, he can be that boost. The problem is the Wizards cannot get down by like 20 plus points early in the game because then, you know, know, you're not going to have your bench in there to really do anything. Keep the game close. I think um, when the bench does come in and you have a player like Ty Lawson and Kelly Oubre on the floor, they can actually create a lead or, um, you know, expand on that lead to help the starters out. Um, so, yes, we're going to see how, how things look. Here's one positive thing about this series. It's coming back to Washington and the Wizards could easily win these two games. You know, <clears throat> yes, the Raptors are the number one seed. Yes, they just smacked us two straight games. However, the Wizards did not play well those two games. The Wizards didn't play well those two games, and the Raptors typically don't play well on the road either. Uh, in the, the playoffs, in the playoffs, in, they don't. They don't, and they don't. They normally do not play well against the Wizards. So we we will see how things go. The next game is on Friday. Uh, game three is Friday. Game four is Sunday. Um, other series in the East that I want to talk about is uh the 76ers and the heat 76ers won big I mean, what did they, how much they went by on they, they won by like 30 on saturday night almost they won by a lot they won by a lot and it was like it was a dominant performance too yes <laughs> they were it just was destroying. ben simmons was one i think a rebound away from getting a triple double in his postseason debut it's only been two other i think NBA players have done that, and that was Magic Johnson and uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Um, so I think, good company. I think very good company. He was almost there. They played well, demolished him. But then game two, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade definitely looked like he was. Uh, they need to back. test him. They got to <laughs> test him. Though. Dwayne Wade was definitely going back in time. And, and he ended up with uh, what was it like twenty? They had twenty five points in like yeah. seventeen minutes. Uh huh. Yep. Something yep. Stupid. 
uh, did not miss a shot until late into the second quarter. And then he had a couple clutch baskets in the fourth quarter. Uh, Philly, I mean, not Philly, Miami ended up winning that game uh, 113-103. And then there was some slight drama after. Joel Embiid tweeted that he's effing tired of being babied. Um, I mean, they, they are, but with reason. Um, we we discussed this. Uh, what was it? It might have been last week or two weeks ago, where we said, "Look, you know, hold and beat out until they actually lose a game, and now oh, they've lost a game. He can come back, and that's what I'm saying. He should probably be able to come back. He already passed concussion protocol. I think they're still worried about the orbital bone in his face. Um, put a mask on." the playoffs um, a lot Richard of Hamilton did it his entire career yes a lot of players have done it um, the mask can uh, and I doubt the mask can't even protect that area like that's what they're made for it's not a lower extremity injury you know it's not his knees it's not his oh, feet no. it's not his he's, legs he's fine like I mean he's not fine but he's fine he's good enough to play basketball yes um and and not only that it's now 1-1 and it's going back to miami and this is something that's going to be new to ben simmons and hostile what is it playoff territory miami is very hostile especially Khaled gonna be there yelling at him nobody wants that dog and not only that they're gonna have to spend multiple nights in miami and how do you think it happened how do you handle the lifestyle in Miami because you're there for a few days. You know, you're going to be tempted to go out. Oh, definitely be, going out. You're going to be tempted to stay out. You know, the clubs don't close until like four and five in Miami. You know, so how are you going to handle multiple nights in Miami? This isn't like you coming in for a road game where you might spend one night. This is, you're going to be there. They're, they're there now. You're going to be there. Was, when's their next game? Next game is, I think, tomorrow (laughs) and then you're going to be there for a Friday night and then the game on Saturday it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it now of course they have um, older players or a few older players like Marco Bellinelli and um, JJ Redick but they've also I don't think have played Miami ever in the playoffs so it's going to be kind of new for them also how they handle hopefully uh, this is the time where like those vet the veteran leadership has to be like veteran leadership you know what i'm saying like they gotta we, we will see like if they're if they prepare the rest of the team for like this type of playoff because the only people that there's only those three people that you said that have any type of playoff experience and like uh-huh. the, the leaders of the team are ben simmons and Embiid, and they this is super new to them like exactly like you said so it's, it's gonna be, gonna be- it should be a good game. Miami, look, we've talked about how they have a ragtag bunch, but they're like good. Good coach, too. That's what it is. Um, one person I'm disappointed with Miami is Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Nah, he might he might be out of there. And I'm really disappointed. I because he's just he's one of those players like you could easily get into his psyche and easily mess with him. 
And I feel like all of that is contributing to why he's not playing. My man had five rebounds the other night. Yes, on a winning effort, but five rebounds. I'm sorry. When you're that large, I mean, you should be getting... And he's a good rebounder, too. Yeah, you should be getting three rebounds a quarter. Easily 12. At least. So... I know, yeah, I know he's been fighting for playing time because him and Spolstra ain't, you know, getting along. But right, part of the reason they're not getting along that. is because of his play. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. Um, final series that's in the in the East: Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. Game one, Pacers went into Cleveland and demolished the Cavaliers. They were up by twenty three points in the first quarter at one point ended up winning by like 20 plus points Lance Stevenson had a monster dunk uh Victor Oladipo was it was his coming out party for those definitely very accurate it was definitely his coming out party he's finally the the main man finally played well in the playoffs you know his first playoff appearance was just last season with the Thunder and he didn't play well with the Thunder you know, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of everyone saying it was Russell that was holding them back. No, Oladipo didn't play well because Oladipo still was getting his shot attempts up, just wasn't hitting them. You know, Westbrook can't stop you from miss from making buckets. But I digress. Anyways, um, Oladipo played well. LeBron James, Ooh. he's pretty good. And I tweeted this on Sunday, and I said, look. Can we stop with the greatest of all time? Please. And some may say, yo, you're exaggerating. It's the first game of the playoffs. No, I'm not exaggerating because I've been saying he's not the greatest of all time. He is one of the NBA greats. He will end up, in my opinion, top five. I'm giving you all these concessions. However, he is not the greatest player of all times in the NBA. And this game won against the Pacers is just another example. It's not like my mind was changed after this game. No, it's just another example of why he is not the greatest player to ever play in the NBA. And the reason why I say that is this game one of the playoffs. It's not like you're the number one seed. You're actually the number... What are they, number four seed. You're you're not in the optimum spot. You're at home. Your teammates aren't playing well, yet you're playing very passive yourself. It wasn't that LeBron was missing shots or anything. He was so passive in that first quarter when it got down by so much. Almost kind of like he was trying to prove a point or something. I, I don't know. But you can't be that passive when you're LeBron James. You can't be that passive you're the best player in the game you know you can't be that passive and then still be considered the greatest of all time not one of the greats the greatest what am, am i wilding for saying this uh matt i didn't see how passive he was i didn't see the first i didn't see any of this game so i'm like you know not really sure all i saw was a triple double but it at home what is it? They're the fourth seed. You said they're the fourth seed at home. Yeah, no, nah, you're supposed to. If you're down a lot in the first quarter, you got to, you know, you got to, like, go off. You got to try to go off. You cannot be passive. 
LeBron James ended up with um let me get the exact uh, 24 points on seven for 17. Um he hit he, he was 10 pointers. He was he missed all his three points, but he was 10 for 14 from the line. Ended up having 10 rebounds, 12 assists, and yes, he had a triple double. I understand. But that triple double, if you look at the stats, it doesn't tell the whole truth. I mean, he was extremely passive. And a lot of those assists and those rebounds, a lot of those assists came in the second half when it was already a blowout game. So a lot of people are going to say, oh, he had a triple double. Like, it's the rest of his team. Look, the rest of his team is not blameless. Like, Jeff Green scored zero points in 26 minutes. Kevin Love only had nine points. And that's another thing. I'm not blaming Kevin Love for the nine points. I'm blaming Ty Lue because, uh, Kevin Love didn't touch the ball much during that uh during that game. Rodney Hood, 20 points, nine, 20, 20 minutes, nine points. George Hill, 18 minutes, seven points. Larry Nance did have 10 off the bench, and J.R. Smith had 15 off the bench. But other than that, I mean, they didn't play well. Yes, LeBron had a triple double, but he was not aggressive enough. And this is just another example of why. And it's not just they lost. They lost to this Pacers team. No, this Pacers, <clears throat> this Pacers team definitely seems like a team they should be able to beat for sure. And and that's the thing. I'm not saying, you know, if he's playing the Warriors, look, whatever. They're, they're, they're nasty. They got a lot of players that can that can counteract what he does. This is what's going to happen. This is the Warriors. I mean, this is the Pacers. They're not an all-time great team. They got they're not going to... They are not definitely gonna, like learning. <laughs> they're not going to go down as an all-time great team. And, you know, his... And look, he had a phenomenal streak of consecutive wins in the first round. Like, he had a crazy streak. And he also had never he never actually lost a game one in the first round and people try to say well you know Jordan's lost game ones Jordan's been swept in the first round Jordan didn't win his first series until his uh third or fourth year in the league he's playing against the Pistons though it's a little it's a little different than the Pacers he was playing against the Celtics and the Pistons of the 80s Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Rodman's on that team too this dude wasn't playing the Bullets of the 80s. He was playing okay, the chill, Celtics chill. and the Pistons of the 80s. And I don't know if they ran up against them in the first round, but the 76ers were nasty in the 80s too. I said what I said about LeBron James because this team, isn't even, <laughs> this team isn't even going to go down as a great. The Pacers. They're probably still going to lose against the, the Cavaliers. That's the crazy thing. I'm still going with the Cavaliers. They're going to win. They should win. I mean, they're going to win in five or six. I don't even think it's going I mean, seven, to be honest. They should win. But when you say you're the greatest, you cannot let games like this happen. That's all the point I said. And someone jumped on me. One of my boys jumped on me about it. Oh, you're exaggerating. It's one game. Why well, the hate is real. And I was just like, bruh, don't get your feelings into this. Mind you, LeBron James is still one of my favorite players. Like, people act like when you criticize someone that you hate them. Nah, I'm criticizing because I actually like you. 
Anyways, let's move to the West. <laughs> let's move to the West and talk about um, the matchups over there. Houston's up 1-0. Uh, James Harden had 44 points in that game. Had a mean-ass travel uh, on that three-point. Oh, Jay, look. I mean, we're not going to start calling travels on James Harden. Like, <laughs> just like how LeBron James can travel as much as he wants, and like Kevin Garnett used to be able to travel as much as there. James Harden can just do whatever he wants now. Look, it's the NBA, so I understand that certain players are not going to call it. What frustrates me about it is the guys who then come to the gym and try that same <laughs> move. And when you call it travel, they're like, what do you mean? That's not a travel. And they'll be like, See, Man, James, James, Harden do it. James Harden does that every night. And I'm like, yeah, it's still a travel. Like, that one move, James Harden, and the thing about it is, this is something we do got to credit James Harden for. He does it so quick that the referees aren't sure. So they just like, look, I'm just going to let it go. And that's one thing. We have a luxury of watching it on TV, um, watching it at an angle that is optimum for us to see it. All the time, the referees are not in the greatest spot, even though there's three of the to see it. So, I mean, they may not see it. And when you're on the floor, you're not you're not going to catch everything. As good of a referee as you can be, you're not going to catch everything. But when you're on television, you can see these things. And then, when, of course, they slow it down. That one three-point attempt that he took, that step-back three that is floating around the internet. This man picked up the ball, hopped on his first foot, and then hopped again on the same foot, on his pivot foot, pretty much. When he hopped that first foot is now his pivot foot he hopped back and hopped again like real quick put down his uh second foot which was now his third step took that three hit it and you know everyone watch i'm I'm gonna go to the gym tonight to play basketball and (laughs) someone's gonna do that move and it's definitely gonna happen so we're gonna call travel and they're gonna the first thing to say is what do you mean uh james Harden does that all the time so that that's what frustrates me about the James Harden moves and his step backs and his side steps. Someone else hit a mean side step the other night. I think it was uh was it Chris Middleton? I think game one. Like he just got the ball and stepped a, the one oh, no, was Robert it? Covington. One? It was Robert Covington. Oh, okay, okay. He got the ball and just took two steps to the side <laughs> and then shot the ball. Like he caught it. And it wasn't even in, in motion. He caught it. It was like he stood there for a while and then just took two steps to the side, shot the ball. I mean, that's how, like, if you've seen James Harden play, you would think that that's just a normal move. Yes, yes, yes. But other things about that series, uh, Chris Paul didn't play well. Um, I honestly just attribute it to uh, first game with the Rockets jitters, not first game playoff jitters. Uh, I think he'll bounce back for their next game. Um, Carl Anthony Towns did not get enough touches, and I put that on Tom Thibodeau's. He doesn't know what to do with him. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think Thibodeau um, knows how to deal with big men or set up offenses for big men. And that's one thing. Their offensive sets are not not great. I mean, yeah, definitely a defensive coach. That's that's what he is, and I think maybe, and they probably do. They probably have an offensive coordinator on their team or offensive coach that they call in the in the NBA. Um, but things aren't; they're not effective. Um, 
but it was still was a still was a pretty close game. Um, I think I think Minnesota wins at least one of the games. It'll be a four one, four one series win for the Rockets. What do you think is going to happen with that one? Rockets. Uh, I think it might go s- tonight. We will know for sure. But I'm thinking. I think it'll go six. I think. Wow. The, yeah, I think it'll go six. You have more faith in the. No, in the I, I have. Look, I, I, think, I think Jimmy Butler and Carlton Towns will have games where it'll just be difficult for the. It'll be very very hard for the Rockets to win. Like that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen, and that and their defense will. I, I, that's the only. That's the only way. Like Carnley Towns is gonna have to do. He's gonna have to have a big game, and he's gonna have to stop Capella. But you know, Carnley Towns doesn't really like to play defense that much. <laughs> like people, that's the only knock I have about Carnley Towns. Like he gets torched by like good big men. Like they just kill him. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, another series out west. Um, one zero. Um, OKC is up on Utah. They will be playing, I think, tonight. Um, OKC just dominated the Jazz, and not only that, Donovan Mitchell went down with a with a foot injury. Um, questionable for tonight's game. Here's an interesting thing about the Thunder. Their bench actually played pretty well. Their bench players actually had a plus higher, uh, a higher plus minus than their starters. Did you know that? Mm, no. Yes, their bench players had a higher plus minus. For example, Jeremy Grant had a plus minus of twelve. Alex Sabrinas had a plus minus of fourteen. Um, but when we go to the starters, Westbrook, in a winning effort, had a minus one. Corey Brewer, minus three. Uh, Steven Adams, minus four. And Paul George had a plus three and Melo plus one. So it was their bench that really came through and played well. Raymond Felton, plus nine. Bench played pretty well. And even with all of this going on, Paul George still had 36 points. Oh, no, he was balling. He had eight threes, I think. Yep, 36 points, eight threes, seven rebounds. Carmelo Anthony, 15 points, seven rebounds. Um, I think Carmelo Anthony, look, Carmelo Anthony, he's the third option. My man's not about to drop 25 points every game. But I think he'll be able, I think this during the playoffs, you'll see uh, spots where he's going to have a blowout game. And I think it's going to come up soon. I think tonight's game, he's going to have 20 plus points. Uh, Russ had 29 points. So when you have Paul George with 36 points, and Russ with 29 points. What is that? That's 65 points right there. 15 points from Melo. That's 80 points from three players. Like, what more can you want from your big three? I mean, that's all you can really ask for. So, um, I mean, Melo, that's 15 points was was pretty good for 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 that game. Um, I, um who do you think? What do you think is going to happen with this series going? The rest of the way, um, five. Should we go to five games? 
I think the Jazz will win one game at Utah in Utah. Unfortunately, like they're just you know, I don't know if they have enough on that team to beat the Thunder. Um, it's all based on what happens tonight. But if Donovan Mitchell has to play and he has to have a blowout, I mean a, a break, like a good game, you probably need to go for like forty-five. Yeah, and um, if not, I mean they're they're probably this game is going to end in five. I won't be shocked at four, but I'm gonna say five with a with a Thunder winning. Um, Warriors are up two zero. I ain't even getting into the Warriors. Clay Thompson's balling. That's not even, fire. <laughs> you know, Kevin Durant's doing what he's doing. Lamarcus Aldridge playing pretty well, um, but they're really missing Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi hasn't even been. He's he hasn't even traveled with the team. It's going to be interesting to see if he is uh, going to be at the game in San Antonio because uh, reports say that he's in New York rehabbing. Um, so someone said, "Hey, you know, it was a road game. Maybe he'll be there for the home game. We will see if he is actually on that bench during that home game, and it will tell a lot about what's going on with Kawhi and the Spurs." Um, we we spoke about it last week, but the Spurs are saying, "Look, we're not trading Kawhi," which is the smartest thing to do because they're just telling you, "Look, we're not trading him." So it might just can't. be saying that though. Yeah, but you say that so you don't get any BS offers. True. <laughs> so people say, "Oh, you know, we really want Kawhi. We're going to give you this, this, and that for Kawhi." Um, I'm aware. Uh, I'm a Wizards fan. You're a Lakers fan. The Wizards, if they were to trade for Kawhi Leonard, I would give up, honestly. Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, because Otto can't be traded after this season. And like a draft pick. Because, yeah, Otto Porter, that money, yes, the money, the money matches with Otto, I think. So the draft pick. <laughs> For Kawhi, you're a Lakers fan. If I'm a Lakers, if if I'm the Lakers, um, I will be giving up Brandon Ingram, and pains me to say this, but maybe Kyle Kuzma. Oh, I mean, yeah, you got for to. Kawhi. You'll possibly get another star the following year, but you're gonna get you're gonna have Lonzo. Hopefully you keep Julius Randle and you go from there. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that could that could make moves. Oh, Philly, real quick, because I don't want to spend so much time on this. Philly, I will give up Markel Fultz. I will give up Dario Saric <laughs> and Graphic for, for Kawhi. For Kawhi? Because Dang. Kawhi, look, you're going to have Reddit, Kawhi. Simmons, Embiid, Covington, Covington, Kawhi would be a lot to deal with just on the defensive end. Yes. Yeah, and Ben and, Simmons and Embiid, yeah, that would be a lot. And not only that, no, no area is super crowded. You have Ben Simmons as your point guard. You're gonna have Kawhi on your wing, and you'll have Embiid at your post. Like it's all spread out. You got all three areas covered when it comes to offense and defense, you know. So, so yeah, that's one thing. But um, yeah, I, uh, 
I think Golden State sweeps them. It's not even close. Um, this series is the one that has been very interesting. And I say interesting because the games have been close, but the road team has won both games. Pelicans are up to zero. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Davis is playing well, but this is something you said several months ago in private conversations. And I think on one of our podcasts early, whatever you mentioned about drew holiday and how drew holiday is really like the person that really makes this the player that really makes this team go oh he he has to play well he is not the best player on the team but when he plays well i mean that team does well he is dominating like i think people really forgot drew holiday was he was an all-star right yes he was (laughs) uh before he before he was an all-star like 21 (laughs) <laughs> yes, for the seven one of the, the 76ers. Yeah. Yes. The, the last 76er all-star. Yep, he got hurt. And then he had the personal issues with his wife, who was yeah. sick, and he had to tend to her. And then he, he almost went blind or something. Like he is a like a scratch cornea one time or something that was like kind of bad. Some something like nah, that. Yeah, I, I remember he had like a, the eye mask on one time for like a while. But yeah, no, nah, he just had he's had some bad luck, but this year. This year, he's been playing pretty well sometimes. So, yeah. And then, of course, Rajon Rondo, who has the playoff and championship experience on that team. I mean, they're looking pretty good. And they imagine if DeMarcus was there. Yeah, he would make that team better. This is the one time where it's just like, you know what? He's gonna make it better. A lot of times people say, "Man, the chemistry is gonna be off." Nope, I think they would have. They were playing well with all, all of them there, you know. So, I think they move on. So, um, what do you think is gonna? You think uh, Pelicans gonna end up winning it all? I mean, well, winning it this series, they should get their first series. Yeah, yeah. At this point, being up to zero, going home, um, it's it's in your favor. Come back for the Blazers. It's gonna be pretty hard. So we gave we forgot to ask for our predictions in the East. So we'll go back East right now. Um Raptors, Wizards, who's gonna win? Uh Raptors uh oh man. The Wizards are gonna win. Wizards in seven. Wow. You shocked me with that one. Wizards in seven, though. Gotta happen. I want the Wizards to win. It's going to happen. But logically, I mean, I think it's Raptors in sixth. This Wizards team this year is not playing well. If it was simply last year's Wizards team, oh, we win this in sixth. (laughs) We win the next four games. This year, they're just not playing well. I don't know what it is, but they're not playing well. So I I have Raptors winning this in... I have Raptors winning. Don't say anything ridiculous. Don't don't say four or five, please. <laughs> Raptors winning in six. All right. That's, yes, yes. But 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 that's I really still bad. I really, but I hope it's not. I hope that's. Oh, not I the hope case. it's not true. I hope it's not true. Like I, I'm Raptors in good. six. That's that's a loss here. Yeah, at least one loss here, or it could be both losses here. Ugh. So yeah, um, Cleveland, Indiana. What you got there? Cleveland and six. 
Cleveland in five. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, LeBron, look, look, if I'm Nate McMillan, I'm telling my players, look, they're not going to give you any calls. They're going to oh, make sure no. LeBron James goes to the line every time. He's going to shoot 35 free throws next game. Lance Stevenson is going to foul out probably because he Dark, played third quarter. Thor gone. Like the referees are going to make sure this happens. Like they're going to get no calls. Nah, if the Pacers win two in Cleveland, there's no way. Like it's not going to happen. They play tonight, right? What time is that game? Seven yeah, o'clock. It's, it's probably we seven or eight. Tommy Joe, so we can get some okay. terrible service again. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, 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 I don't see the Pacers winning this thing. And as much as I just crucified LeBron a few minutes ago, I mean. <laughs> He's still one of the greatest players. Like <laughs> he's still top five in my opinion, <laughs> and um, I think they'll they'll end up winning in five games. It'll be a gentleman's sweep. I just had to throw that out there that you know we got to stop with these. Com- we got to stop with the goat. I'm not gonna stop. I mean, you're not gonna stop, but you actually have like some reasonable points for it. Oh like, no, 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 I'm I'm trying to be as reasonable with LeBron getting to become the best ever. But, like, he's not there yet. But, like, there's some things that could happen in the coming years that could push him over the top. But we'll, see, we, we could talk about that one day. And, see, we, we briefly spoke about that a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing. He can get there. He is just not there right now. And Eddie Johnson on NBA radio said it yesterday. He said, I will not consider anyone the greatest ever to play until they retire. Because then we see everything. He's like, when you start crowning people. Yeah, you can see their whole body of work. He's like, I want to see it all. He's like, I, I don't want to say they're the greatest. And then they have a bad few years. And now we're like, oh, you look like a fool. Nah. I mean, let me, let's wait till the career is over. And then we could crown them greatest or not the greatest. Um, 76ers. Heat. Where is that going? 70, uh, 76ers in five? Or, uh, okay. Five if Embiid is playing the rest of the series. And, like, it honestly depends when Embiid comes back. I think if they had to play like this, if Embiid's not coming back this round, 76ers in seven, I guess. If Embiid comes back, 76ers should win in five or six. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If Embiid comes back, especially if he comes back uh, for tomorrow's game, 76 is winning five games. If Embiid does not return, um, 76 is in seven. It's going to go seven games. <laughs> um, and then um, Boston, Milwaukee. Boston, Milwaukee. Oh, Boston. <laughs> Boston in five, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I think Boston in four. I think yeah, they're sweeping them. I, look, I, if they get swept, Giannis out of there. Giannis is <laughs> done. Like I, I think I think he, they get swept. They're just not playing well. They're, I mean, and I mean, they didn't play well really all year except the month of like October. So, I mean, we shouldn't be shocked that this is this is happening. They they they're honestly about to be so sad when Giannis leaves. And they're, you know, or demands a trade. 
that would be just terrible for the Bucks. Real quick, other NBA news. Um, Jeff Hornacek of the Knicks was fired. Um, who else was fired? There were a few coaches fired. Was Steve Clifford fired? Steve Clifford yeah, was definitely from fired. The, yeah. the Hornets. Unclear was- how he kept his job for so long. Must be a very nice guy. I, I mean, I'm actually shocked. Yeah, because I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, man, y'all should have probably fired him a while ago. Like, you could have fired him at the All Star break. Not only that, the team actually was kind of decent. Like the last, last like year, year and a half, good. yeah, you know. And I'm kind of like, man, like Dwight Howard, two years ago, the same ro- look. They had the same roster that they just went to the playoffs with, and they added Dwight Howard having one of his best years since he like left the Orlando, and they didn't make the playoffs in the East. That's really weird. Dwight and Kimba had some of the best years that they've had. Kimba had one of the best years of his career, and Dwight and Howard had like a resurgence. They couldn't make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because when you when you see the Hornets not making the playoffs, you can the easy thing is to say, well, it's Dwight Howard that's out there messing it nope, up. Nope. But it's balling. He, he was doing his thing. <laughs> he was and, giving you everything he had every and, game. And he was not selfish at all. So that's nope. the weird thing. Um, who else was fired? Was someone or was it just those two coaches? I, uh, if it was like else, I'm not really sure. I felt like there was a third. Did the Kings that up. coach get fired? He has a that. terrible team. Oh, oh, Frank Vogel. Ah, uh, yep. That's yeah, so, uh, <laughs> the yep. magic. Hey, you were just talking about Frank Vogel last week. <laughs> you were just talking about Frank Vogel last week. Um, so yeah, the question that we had from Instagram from uh Jakaro Dodd. Uh let me go back to this question real quick. Um or his comment. He said, So I just heard one of the analysts on ESPN say that Jerry Stackhouse is the best candidate for the Knicks as their new head coach. What? Um, he said, I wholeheartedly disagree, but I'd be interested in hearing what you and Matt opinion Jerry on the search. Stackhouse. Uh, so yeah, he wanted to hear our opinion on the coaching search for specifically the New York Knicks. Look, I think the Knicks are in too much of shambles to go for someone like Jerry Stackhouse. I think Jerry Stackhouse is for a team that needs to like that has maybe extremely young talent like where everyone's growing at the same time. Exactly. The New York the New York Knicks, like correct me if I'm wrong, they want to potentially be in the playoffs shortly, right? Like Yeah, that's like, they're not they're not done rebuilding, but they have their franchise cornerstone and like Chris Stapps and they're trying to build around him get some pieces I think they have maybe a Enos Canner to pair with him because he uh, had a great year Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. they got Frank Nilla, T- Nilla Kina I hope that's how you say his name mm-hmm. and Moutier like I don't know if they I don't know if these are the answers at the like guard position but they're trying to go to the playoffs sooner rather than later and I don't think you want to do that with your first, like a first time NBA head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're honestly trying to like go to the playoffs and make some noise, they need to try to get um, like Avery Johnson or some like coach who has like led a team to the playoffs and has helped, you know, 
get a team to the next level. I think the no-brainer should be uh, Mark Jackson. Um, Mark Jackson will be good. Not only has he coached a team into the playoffs, and they've gone, you know, they've they've been um, they've improved. And when we talk um, when we talk about improved, uh, the Warriors went from bottom <laughs> bottom dwellers to. Um, they improved every year where they went from bottom dwellers to competitive teams to now we're in the playoffs to we're just right there. I know a lot of people say, well, he didn't bring them to the next level. I honestly think if Mark Jackson stayed one more year, the Warriors would have won the finals. They would have won. They would have won the title. It was just the natural progression of the players on that team. Steph naturally just got it wasn't like Steph was just some bum and then Kerr got there and then boom. Like they win the title, you know, or Thompson, you know, nah, you they know, were all good. They were they all were, good. They were the Splash Brothers before. Exactly. Steph, not, Steve Kerr got there. not only that, they lost in a game seven to a Clippers team that was pretty good that year. And then the very next year, the Warriors win the title. Not trying to take anything away from Kerr, but Kerr could be a great coach. Kerr is a Kerr is a very good coach, yeah. but I think Mark Jackson would have probably brought them to the same spot also. Mark Jackson so, definitely is responsible for how much defense that team plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, and not only that, with Mark Jackson, um, he played in New York, and he's from New York. Oh, he is definitely from New York. Tom Chambers dunked on him in New York. Like, he should, that alone should get him the coaching job. So, um, yeah, Mario. Now, Dave Fisdale, I mean. He's a really good solid, coach, too. Very solid coach. Is, uh, who's the coach of the Nuggets? Is it Mike Malone? Is he still the coach of the Nuggets? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I thought he had gotten fired. But, but I, th- yeah. I think it. No, no, no. That would be, look, Fisdale or Mark Jackson. Perfect. Somebody like that. You can't get Jerry Stackhouse. No, nah, dog. That's not, it's not about to work. Jerry's too new. That's uh, that's all it is, and he's That'd doing like well. I heard Anthony Hardaway be the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, like and, he can coach some team, but not it's not the Knicks. And I heard, I mean, I mean, we don't really follow G League basketball, but he's definitely a coach. He coaches the Raptors G League affiliate, but he's done pretty well down there. But I don't want the Knicks to be his first. Like, oh no. Honestly, like I won't be surprised if Jerry oh, Stackhouse championship go. last year. And he was yeah. coach of the year. Dang. Nah, dog. Still can't coach the Knicks. I won't be surprised if Jerry Stackhouse goes in for, like, the Magic. Oh, he could coach the five. Magic. You could coach Aaron Gordon and some other trash cans, but. Yeah, but not the New York Knicks. to go to the playoffs. Not the New York Knicks. But if you look, if he goes to Orlando and takes him to the playoffs, I'll be very wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. Like, he could be that. But I think, especially, like, New York, that's. That's one of the big market teams. They got to be always trying to be good. Here's an interesting note. You just reminded me about large markets. This is the first time in years. No, LA, three, no three largest markets in the NBA and no teams. So none of the oh, LA teams, LA. Yeah, none, of, none of the New York teams and no. Chicago. Not none in the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs are exciting. So oh, it's great. I try to tell you, I try to tell y'all bums, good basketball, 
is everywhere. The the Oklahoma Oklahoma and Milwaukee are in the playoffs and it's still great. Like just Utah. Still, the, Utah. The smallest market. Uh Portland, they always make the playoffs though. Yeah, but like you said, these are good teams that are in, not in large markets. San Antonio. Not that big of a market. They just are dominance. So, yeah. You don't have to be in a large market to play well and make money. Um, let's uh, move on to our champion chump of the week. This is probably the latest we've ever done our champion chump of the week in our podcast, but it's fine. We have a lot to get into still. Uh, Matt, let's start with you. Who is your champ of the week? Uh, the Boston Celtics. Baby, want a champ. The whole organization, I guess. The coaching staff is ridiculous, and the young players are just—they're bright, like super bright futures. And they're some of them are like you know, Jalen Brown is showing you why he's supposed to be good, and Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, all of them are playing like very very well. Marcus Smart might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, yeah, they, Danny Ainge, they just did a great job assembling that team. And somehow they're probably going to make the second round of the playoffs without Gordon Hayward or Kyrie Irving. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is my champ of the week goes to Andre Ingram. Baby, want a champ. The 32 year old NBA rookie who played for the lakers g league affiliate he has been in the g league for 10 years and he thought he was getting um he thought it was he was going in for his end of the end of the year um meeting and they actually told him hey you're gonna play two games for the los angeles lakers for those two games he got a total of i think fourteen thousand dollars for those two games and his g league salary for the season was 19,000. So, that's always a good thing. Come up was real. Also, not only that, not only did he get in the game, he scored 19 points off the bench. The now, third highest Laker debut scoring uh what is the scoring output ever? Fourth highest, this, fourth highest. This is the thing that has perplexed me. Looking back at his stats in the G League, he is the M- he is the G League leader in three points made, three point percentage. Last oh, yeah, season, last season, you know what his three point percentage was? Forty eight. Oh, okay. Yes, this past season, the season before was fifty two. Oh dang! He should have been in the league. What is going on? And uh, what's his name? Uh, man, um, one of the guys on NBA Radio was saying this. They were like, "Hold on." Why is this dude not in the league? And someone tried to say, oh, well, you know, it's his size and um, possibly, Jody his speed, though, right? possibly his speed. And the dude on the radio was just like, and this was one of the um, anchors on um, uh, radio host on NBA radio. He was like, yeah, but in this league where three pointers are like a uh, priority, he's like, all I need him to do is hit threes. Like, and he actually threw some shade at Kyle Corver. He said, what is Kyle Corver doing outside of shooting threes? <laughs> stop playing with my name. I ain't going to say it no more. They got to stop disrespecting Kyle. Kyle Corver is 6'8", though, right? He's 6'8", but it's not like he yeah. plays defense. So it's 6'8", though. Defense, it's not about the rebound. <laughs> but it helps him get his shot off easier. Yeah, but you know what? This dude, Andre Ingram, was getting a shot off. 
I don't care that he was, he was it off for sure. It was the last game of the regular season. Like he was getting the shot off and he was splashing. And his shot looks ugly, but it goes in. Not only that, he is a um he has a degree in physics. He's a math tutor to supplement his income. So he's a smart guy. Yes. Um he just persevered and said, Hey, I'm gonna keep on playing. I really hope he gets a chance to play on the um summer league team. And I hope he gets a chance to to, to be on the preseason roster. This dude can he play can in the NBA the team next year. Like Lakers, uh, once they get LeBron, they're gonna need some more three point shooters. Perfect. And it might not even have to be with the Lakers. He can be on any of these NBA, okay, any chill, of these chill, thirty chill. teams. Chill, chill, you but I know you Lakers. want him on the Lakers. Got to be. I'm still mad. We lost David Nuarba. Oh yeah, he was pretty good. What? He was pretty good. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He wait, wait, the Bulls now. Oh, the Bulls. Okay, yeah, he was pretty good. So upset about that. Uh, who is your chump of the week? Um, a chump of Eric Ble- Eric Bledsoe. Cause you're a chump. Hey, <laughs> out here getting roasted by Terry Rozier. <laughs> has not had Terry Rozier hasn't had a turnover. I think in like 72 minutes, <laughs> something ridiculous. Just out here killing. Eric Bledsoe and Bledsoe doesn't even know what this dude's name is. It's hilarious. Or he's just a big hater, which that could definitely be the case too. But yeah, yeah. Eric Bledsoe, chump of the week, uh, for Eric, sure. Eric Bledsoe's getting torched these first two games. Uh, my chump of the week goes to a Washington team. <laughs> Shockingly, it is not the Washington Wizards. Uh oh. <laughs> However, it does go plot twist. <laughs> it does go to my Washington Capitals. Cause you're a chump. Who did win last night in overtime and double overtime to get the series to a two-one deficit? However, the Capitals were up in all three of these games. They were in game one. They're up two-zero, lost in overtime. In game game two, they were up two-zero. They let Columbus score four goals. Or was it three three goals? They ended up um, tying it up with like three minutes left in the third period, and then losing in overtime. And they were up one zero yesterday, then up two one, and then still let the Blue Jackets score. Sent the game to overtime. Ended up going to double overtime, and uh, Lars Eller gets the game winning goal. I understand they won. They're back on the board. And hockey is one of those sports where. Um, you can come back, unlike some of the other four sports that had or it happens three a lot sports. in hockey, right? It happens a lot, but they definitely did not want to go down 3-0. They're on the board now. Next game is in Columbus. Um, and that was a crazy thing. They lost the two home games, so they are still my chump of the week, even though they won last night. Um let's quickly go to the NFL. Des Bryant of my Dallas Cowboys was released <laughs> on Friday, and I was extremely upset. Distraught. It kind of blew my weekend. I ain't going to lie. I was kind of down. I was kind of down for a little bit. Um, the, the frustrating part about this is we waited so long to release him. Like, what was the point of waiting this long to release him? There's, there's no cap help with waiting this long. It's not like we got a more favorable 
you know cap space by waiting so long why didn't we if you knew we we're going to release them why didn't you just release them first day of free agency or right before free agency so then we can actually use that cap that that extra space to get someone who is good um now the cowboys do have a lot of cap space to make some moves and they are looking at players um like earl thomas who they're possibly going to trade for so they may not even have to use that cap space but it was real frustrating not only that the cowboys you know you just signed alan hearns i really wanted to see with alan hearns on the opposite side how much better des would have been des is also training with the route guru chad ochocinco and another uh wide receiver guru and um so i was gonna i wanted to see the improvement and i know he was gonna cost us 12 million dollars but i'm willing to sacrifice that 12 million dollars for one more year to see how things go and then not only that you release him um and then des even said look i was never even asked to take a pay cut during the meeting i was just told i'm being released and he said that was the frustrating part about it all that he didn't even get a shot at you know even restructuring his contract this is a team that he grew up a fan of from texas got drafted by the cowboys the only team he's played for in the nfl it was really frustrating to see that they just released him just like that and then uh, you know he did kind of say you know he's looking forward to playing in the nfc east playing for one of the teams either the, the, the redskins the the eagles or the giants but then uh reports are coming out that he may not actually sign with a division an nfc east team um so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes honestly i think he he can fit with the redskins it's just i'm gonna call out every redskins fan that said he was a bum just like a week ago who are who gonna get hyped and say oh we got des bryant now Nah, y'all calling him a bum a week ago. Don't 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 hop on the bandwagon now because he's I mean, but he's team. working out with the Ragu Chad Ochocinco. He might not be a bum now. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling out all Redskins fans that were that are, that are being hypocrites. But um, one other thing, they're saying he could possibly go to um, he could possibly go to uh, New York with the Giants. He needs to reconsider and just come to the Vikings. reconsider who like he should just come to the vikings he doesn't need to stay in that division like you know the vikings are loaded i mean look we still got kirk cousins though you can never be too loaded but that's the thing kirk cousins ain't gonna throw the ball to des oh des playing with stefan diggs and uh adam like he would just be wide open like easy to throw him the ball true and you can interchange and you can interchange any of those receivers and put them at the xyz position they're all interchangeable like you know, look he for real for real he's just he should just go to the rams like they got everybody else this offseason they should just go he should go there or he should go to like the jags or something or no never mind he can't go to the jags blake bortles way too bad for this yeah. here's a team that no one's really talking about or no one i've heard has been talking about the Green Bay Packers. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is upset. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers need a he needs a new Jordy Nelson. He needs a number one wide receiver. 
I mean, if he goes to the NFC North, who are the other receivers in the NFC North? Stefan Diggs at this moment, I would say, is better than Des Bryant. Uh, both both of the Vikings wide receivers are better than Des Bryant. Yeah, at this moment, I would say that. But after that, uh, yeah, that's it. There's nobody <laughs> on the Bears. There's nobody on the. You know, Lions. the Bears just got Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson is not better than Des which Bryant. one is Allen? Allen Robinson is the good one, though, right? Yeah, he's the good one, the one who but got injured last hurt. year. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, and Al- I don't know if Allen Robinson is better than Des Bryant, though. He's not. Golden Tate's not better than Des Bryant. Yeah, probably not. So probably I mean, he jumps. Tate. He jumps He's to good. the third best receiver in your division, <laughs> and 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 if he improves on his route running, which they're saying he is so far during his um offseason season training, I mean, he can jump back up to being one of the. He can jump back up to being the best in that division. One of the best in the league. Yes, like he's Look, not that far off. They would have him and Jimmy Graham, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a pretty. That would be that would be pretty good. And Randall Cobb still, I think. I think Cobb is still there. Uh, it's somebody else there. Randall Cobb, and it's another. They have another wide receiver. That's oh, Devontae good. Adams. Well, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, that's yeah. a pretty good receiving core. But yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I'm just really upset. Like at this point, I, I told you I-, I was texting you right after. <laughs> you remember what I said? I said, look, y'all to to explain this move, like Cowboys be- need to make a deep run in the playoffs without Dez and show that hey, they can do it without him. Cause then you justify releasing him because it was costing us money. But if I see any of these receivers struggling. Like the problem is we're still having Terrence Williams as our second receiver. He is not good. It would have been great to have Alan Hearns as your second receiver. But now with Terrence Williams, things change up. You know what? Dak Prescott needs to improve. Sophomore slump he had. Um, Ezekiel Elliott didn't play much last year. So hopefully he's going to be pretty healthy. Hopefully he could, you know, take the rock 300 300 times this year cowboys better make a deep playoff run and they better not have any problems with the passing game because if they start having problems it's going to be like look you could have just had des right here so yeah that that's how i feel man um other nfl news before we move on tom brady hasn't been to otas a lot of people are kind of nervous because he actually hasn't hinted as if he's technically uh tom brady hasn't said if he's returning in 2018 so that's the interesting that's where people are panicking but i think he he'll be fine he'll be back he'll be there um he's just doing his own thing right now and he's tom brady like give this man a break uh, is there any uh, other NFL news before I move on? Um, I don't think there is. Or anything that was big. I know the draft is coming up soon. We'll probably talk about that next week. Um. Oh, back to Dez real quick. Dez said he was cut because, uh, he, because of Garrett's guys. And when, they, when he was asked on NFL Network to say who are Garrett's guys he was like look I'm not gonna say who they are they know who they are and I'm gonna talk to them personally um but then he kind of said something like this where he said yeah those guys with the C's on their on their jersey so pretty much he's talking about captains this is the the captains 
Last season, the captains were on offense, Dak Prescott, Jason Witten. On defense, which I doubt any of them will have a problem with Dez, Tyrone Crawford, Sean Lee. And so it's Dak <laughs> and Jason Witten who do not like Des Bryant. Dak has come out and said, look, I mean, me and Dez never had an issue. And even people within the organization and people in the media, they're kind of like, nah, they doubt that it's between Dak and Dez because they're kind of like, look, they actually are pretty cool. Like, not only did they get along well in the practice facility, they actually hung out outside of, you know, the game. Like, they actually were legit friends. Um, the one person that I am kind of leaning to might be Jason Witten. And the reason why I say Jason Witten is because you remember when Terrell Owens was on the Cowboys and that last season where it got kind of crazy and what did Terrell Owens say? Was causing the who was he beefing with? Who was he beefing with, Jeremy? He was beefing with Tony Romo and Jason Witten. And re- remember, T.O. was out there saying, "Look, man, they're too close, and they have their own clique, and you know they're causing more trouble than 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 you all think." I won't be surprised if Witten was just frustrated with Dez. You know everything going on. He's just like, "Look, I ain't trying to play with this dude." And because Witten is Jason Witten for that cow for that Cowboys team, and because Garrett may have more devotion to Witten than Dez, I won't be surprised if it's him. I won't be surprised if it's if it's uh, Jason Witten. Now, of course, Witten, Dak, and Sean Lee and Crawford they all came out and said, "Look, man, we don't have an issue with Dez." But of course, they got to come out and say that. I think it's if if Dez is telling the truth, I think it's Witten. That's what I think it is. Uh, let's move on. I guess we could scrap the not sports segment because, I mean, this issue will arise again next week. <laughs> talking about Michael Cohen and Donald Trump and Sean Hannity. So <laughs> this every will some, week, every yeah, week some, for the next some, six years, something will come up again. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll get into that next week. Let's just get right into our Reddit topic of the week. Every week we go on to Reddit, we find interesting topics, we bring it to the table, and we discuss it here, starting with you, Matt. What is your Reddit topic of the week? Um, my Reddit topic of the week is, uh, it is from, what's this dude's name? <laughs> uh, Tilcom15? He wrote a little write-up about how how often has the rookie rookie of the year been the best player of their draft class from 2000 until current? And it's just a neat it's a neat list to see who won rookie of the year and also who was drafted those years. Uh-huh. And yeah, you know, it's just it's pretty neat. Like, um, you know, you get the years where it's LeBron James and Chris Paul. They won rookie of the year. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And then you go back and look at some of their draft class, like 2012, the draft, the rookie of the year was Damian Lillard. That draft class also had Anthony Davis, Bradley Bill, and Draymond Green in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. And Michael Carter Williams draft class, he won rookie of the year. But in 2013, the year he won, also had Rudy Gobert, Giannis, and Victor Oladipo. 
Yo, and that's the thing. Uh, Michael Carter Williams was like, he was on the pathway to being like really good. He was he was Mister Triple Double. Like he he was he would get those as a rookie. I mean, he was doing what Ben Simmons was doing. Pretty much, he was a giant point guard. But you know, he just and never then, progressed. He ne- never got better. Uh, and <laughs> then, like, what is it? Two thousand and fourteen. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was drafted. Was the rookie of the year. And it was Jabari Parker, Embiid, and Aaron Gordon were in that draft class. So it's just it's neat to see, like, just you know, uh, 2010 Blake Griffin was Rookie of the Year, and John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and Paul George were in that draft. Mm. And 2000, okay, this is the last one I'm gonna talk about. 2009 Tyreek Evans also in that draft: Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph Curry, DeRozan, Andrew Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're basically saying there's a big correlation of rookie of the year doesn't necessarily mean best player of that oh, draft. No, no. Most of the times it does not. Every once in a while, like the year when LeBron and uh Pau Gasol, Pau Gasol's year was very close because that was an awful draft. Um and like what is it, KD and Ben Simmons kinda this year. And that's the thing. Ben Simmons was drafted in 2016. So but he's it's the same all... thing with Blake Griffin. Like Blake Griffin yeah. was drafted in 2009, but he won rookie of the year in 2010. 2010 yeah. That 2010 or 2011 season, technically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Cause obviously Simmons is leaning toward Simmons is going to be well, winning. 100% Ben Simmons should win rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you too. I think Ben should definitely win it. It's just, I mean, you're gonna then say, "Well, let's look back at the draft class." I'm like, "Well, you actually wasn't even part of that draft class." Yeah, but hey, a whole different one. But yeah, you got you just, can look at both of them. You can look at yep. the one that he drafted in and the one that he won. That's true. That's true. That's fair. That's fair for Ben. Um, but yeah, the one with with Blake. I mean, he's not the best player in either of those drafts. Nope. so yeah that's that that's very interesting but like it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be terrible like some of these people have had bad careers some of the rookie years have had bad careers and some of them have had like they might not be the best player but they've also been like they're filthy like Kyrie Irving won it and Lillard won it they weren't the best players in the draft but they were still filthy and like are very good players like it's very I guess it's just saying like rookie of the year most of the times like these people don't turn out to be trash cans so real quick do, do you have the list up still yeah all right so let's go through from you said from 2000 and now correct yeah 2000 and now or 2000 through. to i think 2015 all right let's go through everyone starting with 2000 start out with who's the rookie of the year and then who else is um, in that draft no just say um just say hey uh oh, we'll we'll State who's the rookie of the year, and then we'll uh, just say if they've had a good career or not. Okay, Mike Miller. Solid career. Pau Gasol. Good career. Amari Stoudemire. A good career also. LeBron James. Well, great. Emeka Okafor. Right? <laughs> right? I'm only saying solid because of longevity. That's it. Chris Paul. Great career, Brandon Roy. Mm. Sad. Incomplete. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Kevin Durant. Great career. Derrick Rose. Good career. 
pretty good. It's straight now, I guess. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Solid so far. Blake Griffin. Good career. Kyrie Irving. Good leading to great, depending on how things go. Lillard. Good leaning to great. Michael Carter Williams. <sighs> That's a bad career. I mean, I... <sighs> It's, I, it's not on the upswing right okay, now. Okay, I'm saying solid because of longevity. Because he's still in, like, he's still yeah, getting caught in the league. Solid. Andrew Wiggins. Good. Okay, I don't know about that one. But I'm yeah, saying good because he's still, like, I mean, he has a lot to, to give still. But I'm saying he, he's definitely better than, like, a Tyreek and a, and a, and a Michael Carter Williams. <sighs> He's definitely better than Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> Tyreek Evans still unclear though. Mike Andrew Wiggins, like if Andrew Wiggins is gonna be good, like this is the like he needs to show it tonight a little yes. bit. Yes. Like he this series for short. sure. He definitely cannot come up short. Um what is my, it? They play at 9 30. Yeah. My top of the week comes from NASCAR nine nine one one three four. Great. Um, Great name. Their, their question is, which tandem has the best shot at winning both the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals in the same year oh from the same city? Uh, Wizards. Throw the, throw the Wizards and the Capitals just out, out of there right now. It's not them. It's somebody right. else. So so we, we have Wizards and Capitals from Washington, D.C. Toronto has um, the Maple Leafs and the Raptors. Boston has the Bruins and the Celtics. Philadelphia has the Flyers and the Sixers. Um, Minnesota has the Minnesota Wild and the Timberwolves. Um, Is the Houston hockey team in the playoffs? uh, They don't have a hockey team. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I guess um, Golden State. Golden State got a hockey team. Yeah, yeah. The Sharks. um, Anaheim. Not Anaheim. Um. Uh, San Jose Shark and the uh, Golden State Warriors, they're in the same Bay Area. Are they in the playoffs? Yeah, San Jose is in the, in the playoffs. That's that's the only one that might do it this year. Uh, let me see who else. I got to double check who else is in the... Well, there's no LA team. I'm trying to go back. Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. Yep, that is all. That is that are the all the cities that have both a playoff basketball and NHL or hockey um, team. So, who would you say has the best shot? Uh, who the the was it San Jose Sharks? You said, yeah. That's that's the one. I would have to agree with you. Also, this one's pretty easy for me. The best chance of. This year, this year, this year, next year, going forward is who, whoever is a uh, LeBron James's team or the 76ers. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think the Warriors and the, and the Shark have a good chance at winning the um, the title this year. The Sharks were just in the Stanley Cup championship two seasons ago. So, um, I mean, they're and they're always competitive. The Sharks are up. Right now, 3-0 against the Anaheim Ducks. So, um, by the way, did not forget about our NHL segment. We're going to wrap up the show with that. But I did not forget. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen with um, 
with that. However, you know, it's funny. The reason why I ruled out Washington really wasn't because of the Capitals, though. I honestly think this is just not the year for the Wizards. And I was just like, yep. The Wizards. I don't think that uh, like both of those teams could win that big in the same year. Like the city would explode. Like nothing good could happen. Nothing good. Shenanigans, debauchery. Yeah, like, the, mo- um, <laughs> the most shenanigans. <laughs> like, there'll be no productivity for like a good two weeks at work for anything. Nothing. Like two parades. Ooh. That would <laughs> yeah. like back to back. And you know the day before the parade, like U Street would just be open all night. Mm-hmm. Adams Morgan be open the ent- 24 hours. Let's just put it like this. There will be a surge of babies being born in March of next <laughs> year. <laughs> March. There'll be a lot of babies being born. <laughs> March into April because of that. Yep. Crazy, crazy, man, man. Um, before we wrap up the show, I want to get to the NHL real quick. Uh, just we're going to recap the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs starting in the East. The Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2 1 against the New Jersey Devils. The Boston Bruins are up 2 1 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Columbus Blue Jackets are up 2 1 against the Capitals. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are up 2-1 against the Flyers. In the West, Nashville Predators up 2-1 against the Colorado Avalanche. The Winnipeg Jets are up 3-1. They get, uh, they're leading that series against the Minnesota Wild. The San Jose Sharks are up 3-1 against the Anaheim Ducks. And the Vegas Knights have swept the they have swept the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas Knights, let me tell you something about the Vegas Knights real quick. They're probably the best expansion team in any of the four major sports in America because they actually drafted well and they, I mean, they played well all year. And that they have a, a home ice advantage in Vegas. And I think it's because of, I mean, obviously it's Vegas, but um, not only that, let me check their standings real quick. I want to say, I want to say they were one of the top seeds going in into the playoffs. Now, the NHL website is a little difficult to figure out. I'm just trying to find their standings and I can't even find it, Matt. (laughs) You said the NHL standing. Yeah, let me let me go on Google because their website is kind of confusing. Usually they'll have an option for standings real quick. Let me just look up. I'm Who's you trying to see? NHL standings. Um, I was trying to see the conference standings for. Uh, here it goes. In the West, I want to say okay, so. Predators had 53 wins. Gold Knights had 51. So they were, they were, um, wow, the Black, yo, the Blackhawks had a bad year. <laughs> Crazy. We haven't really spoken about golf. I mean, golf. We haven't really spoken about ho- hockey this, this in a long time, but I did not realize the, 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 the Blackhawks were this bad. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, but, but yeah, the Golden Knights were the second best team in all of hockey, pretty much. So yeah, it's gonna be it's interesting to see how things go with them. All right, before we wrap up this show, want to give some, uh, I guess our shout outs again. Uh, other side of sports, BLK Sports Nine Eighty, uh, Hand Down Man Down Podcast, Working Title Podcast, Sports Talk Tasha, Curls in Sports, Fourth um, and Thirteenth. Also, uh, Jakaro Dodd for uh, sending in that that question uh, for us to answer about NBA coaches. Chemo uh, for always listening. Um, Warren for always listening. And uh, anyone else, man, if you ever want to shout out, just just hit us up on any of our platforms, um, any of our social media network pages, The Sports Reality on Instagram, The Sports Reality on Facebook, and sports underscore reality underscore on twitter hit us up there just say hey we've, we've listened to the podcast um i have some ideas coming up soon so we're gonna be working on that um anything else before we leave um oh what the watch this weekend matt okay like of course watch the playoffs but also if you can watch uh dang wasn't uh i tanya golly yo have you seen i tanya yo it's ridiculous like super super good that's the um one about tanya, tanya harding i heard it was good yeah. i heard margot roby did like hey look fantastic job yeah i'm gonna have to check it out super good that's good yeah nah for sure i'm gonna have another one an- another good one next week for sure yeah, um, for me, NBA and NHL playoffs and um, the Nationals. Watch the Nationals because Bryce Harper hit a home run off, a of broken, a broken off of a broken bat. Crazy. 408 feet, 9 feet. I'm going to give you that extra foot, Bryce. I don't even know if it's <laughs> right or not. <laughs> Man, and you know, the, the Nationals, they're playing solid. They, they're up 2-0 in um, New York right now. They won the last two games in New York. It's kind of funny. Um the Mets swept the Nats here in Washington, and it looks like the Nats are about to sweep the Mets in New York. And then this weekend, the Nats. Have oh, do they big... play tomorrow? They play, I think, today. I think they should be playing. I wonder if it's a evening. I mean, an afternoon game because they do. The Nats have to travel out to. Um, they have to travel out to L.A. because they have a big. No, it's a night game. Man, that's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, they do have to travel out to LA for our weekend series with the Dodgers. So getting the LA, um, I like it when like the Nats go out to LA late in the season because, uh, you get all that, you know, it's early in the season, not, a, not as important than late in the season. You know, LA could be a distraction. So, so yeah, but, uh, NF- uh NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. That's what the watch, man. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's uh I'm gonna be in New York tomorrow at Supreme Brooklyn. Like if anybody's over there and can get me inside the store, like hold me down. True. Shout out to our Brooklyn listeners, because we do have a few people from Brooklyn that listen. Yeah, I've I know, seen that. I know y'all stats. hear me. I'm gonna be there at like five. So you know. That's hold me up. down. That's what's up, man. Wanna thank you, Matt, for everything you do. Wanna thank all of our listeners. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Just search the Sports Reality Podcast. Subscribe. You'll be up to date on all of our content. Until next time, everyone. Sports Reality. Peace.